Going Linux, episode 295, Linux on ThinkPads. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, I speak with Charles Tendell about Linux on ThinkPad computers. All right, today on the podcast, we have a special guest, a guest that those of you who have listened to the Going Linux podcast for quite a while already know. Uh, he was a co-host when I was on Computer America for a while. He's been on Computer America on an ongoing basis as a guest. His name is Charles Tendell. Welcome to the podcast, Charles. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding, Larry. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. We had been talking a little bit on email, and you came up with uh, an idea for a show that I thought would be great for our podcast listeners. And so our topic today is to talk a little bit about your use of a Lenovo ThinkPad as a MacBook Pro killer. So tell us a little bit more about that, why you're doing it, how you went about it, and why would that be important to <laughs> anybody who's listened to the show here? So let's let's start with uh, what you were doing this for. What What's well, this all about? Well, for, for as you know, um, I, I, I and my team are a bunch of uh, ethical hackers. So we right. go around and we, we hack into things. And, and we were looking for a robust, stable, well-supported uh, by Linux – um, piece of hardware that we that had you know both had a modem it had ether physical ethernet it had uh, e-sata it had usb3 it had you know all of the things that you would want and my, one of my analysts came to me and i was getting ready to buy the team all macbook pros sure you know because we were like hey man we can do all of this with macbook pros you know i love them they rock apple's been really stable it's it's a unix based system anyway so all the same commands and the same designs will be there but one of my analysts came to me and said hey check this out this is a Lenovo ThinkPad T420. And I was like, man, I don't want to go back in time with all this stuff. He's like, but hear me out. So he came to me and he showed it to me. And, and these have been the ThinkPad T420 have been the, the enterprise workhorse for the longest period time they have been you know that you see them you see them in, in companies all around the world where they're just they're just indestructible right and they're, and they're highly upgradable so um i said okay well let's spec it out to see what it would cost to get me four or six of these these thinkpad t420s and he came right. back and he said for less than two thousand dollars we can fully equip four of them and I said, wait, what? Wait, $2,000 for four of them. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I was like, wait, okay, because that's what I was going to spend per MacBook. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, hmm, okay, you have my attention. And then I asked him, I was like, okay, but here we have to go spec for spec. My uh -huh. MacBook Pro is a Core i7 quad core with 2.7 gigahertz and 16 gigs of RAM and a terabyte internal of, of, of solid state memory. He said, this is a T420 that we can buy bare bones with all the basic stuff 
for 200 bucks. And I said, okay. And he said, and here's an additional three, here's an additional 150 bucks that we can actually dump into it to meet the same specs. And oh, by the way, yours is an i7 because you want the i7. And I said, okay. So we got to, <laughs> so we got to building. And I so, asked, so, so hang on a second. So your analyst is saying, rather than buying the latest off-the-shelf MacBook Pro, let's buy this four, five-year-old ThinkPad. And right. it's going to do the same job? Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. So this is five-year-old technology. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be heavier, but tech, after the fact, we learned that it's not so much heavier. Right. MacBook Pros are pretty heavy. Right. And, <laughs> and so we're, you know, it's going to, you know, the only thing it doesn't have is it's, it's not the 15-inch display. And I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. So we finally get them in. And I say, okay. And we boot them up. And the first thing that comes to mind is Windows. And right then I was ready to scrap the project. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing this. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. For for an ethical hacker to be using Windows as their regular operating system just doesn't seem right, Charles. Right? I'm saying. It's, it, just yeah. wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good fit for me. And then, then he was like, but wait, there's more. And I said, oh, uh-huh. really? <laughs> And he turned to me and he, when he had come to the same analyst, when he had come to me on his interview, he had a, a ThinkPad X1 Carbon running, uh-huh. a, running a version of, uh, a, a, a derivative of, of Ubuntu called mm-hmm. Elementary OS. So he said, I'll be right back. He came back after installing Elementary on one of my, on one of my ThinkPads and it was premonition fast. And I was like, whoa. Wait a minute here, you know, like like I, I thought about clicking and windows were opening, you know, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's anticipating your every move. Right? It was a little scary <laughs> at first. So so we played with them for a little bit and we we toyed with them around the office and in the lab and we started loading our tools on them. We started getting them up to par to where they could be a functional laptop. Now, after I want to say 6 months of us playing mm-hmm. these in just our lab environment, um, I started traveling with one, and uh, the uh, and and right when I decided to send you the email was shortly after I had been I was sitting there banging away on the keyboard, which is amazing, by the way. The keyboard is just beautiful. I, I love the ThinkPad keyboards, right? And I was like, you know, I have slowly but surely shifted more than fifty percent of my work off of my MacBook Pro that my wife was upset that I spent twenty five hundred dollars on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I'm spending all of my time with this $300 five-year-old laptop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was like, you know, that is amazing. That has been what Linux has always been about. That is what it is always designed. That was, it, it takes old hardware and revives it in the craziest ways. And, you know, I've got a spec for spec laptop that cost me not, well, not even a third of the cost that it would have cost me for the MacBook Pro. And I was, I was amazed. And this, podcast was born this idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely so in terms of specifications and we have a link in the show notes to a pc world article that reviews the thinkpad t420 and i know it may not be exactly the same configuration that you're using but uh it'll be close enough for you know uh average scrutiny and so with that in mind now you're talking about um a thinkpad that's a few years old and we've had a few uh, episodes on using Linux to revive old uh, computers. And by old, we're talking about five, six, seven-year-old computers that, mm-hmm. that may have been early on configured with XP or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've gotten a little bit of criticism from some of our listeners and some of our members on our Google Plus channel that, you know, 
yes, okay, Linux can revive old computers, but to get best performance, why not use it on a new computer? So with that in mind, uh, since you're dealing with a ThinkPad that's a few years old, and you're comparing it with a MacBook Pro that would presumably be brand new, mm-hmm. how do the specs compare between the two? I, I have this thought in the back of my head that when you're talking about Apple laptops, although they're physically very attractive and they've got a really good reputation for great hardware, my thought is they tend not to have the latest specs. Is is that true in this case? Are they comparable or how would you compare the two? Well, you have to think that, that since the Core i7 came out, right, since the availability of the Core i7, there really hasn't been any major leaps mm-hmm. in processor technology. So Apple has stayed with the tried and true. They are still on the Intel platform. They're still running, you know, similar RAM specs. They're still running similar. Well, they changed up the way they do their solid state, but solid state technology has pretty much been the same since its jump off. So if you look at them, and I'm going to pull up the tech specs between my, my $2,500 macbook pro and you know what else is out there but if you look at the two of them together the the similarities are ridiculous so Mm -hmm. for example the my t420 and i've got it here in my bag i can actually just pull it out spec them both right side by side okay one second here so my macbook pro is sitting right next to my t420 yeah. is the 2.8 gigahertz Intel Core i7. My okay. my ThinkPad T420 is an also a quad core i7 2.7 gigahertz processor. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so one little difference there. Now we look at the memory between the two machines. My MacBook Pro is 16 gigs of DDR3 at 1600 1600 hertz, while my ThinkPad T420 is also 16 gigs at 1600 megahertz of DDR3. Okay. Right. Storage space. My now, while I have a a smaller hard drive running on this OS, I have a an expansion bay on the T420 that allows me to have two independent 250 gig solid state hard drives in them. I have a one terabyte drive in my in my uh, my MacBook Pro. Now, the T420. The reason I have it set that way is there's something I can do on the Mac on the T420 that I can't do on the MacBook Pro with ease anyway. Mm-hmm. On the T420, I can dual boot between two separate Linux installations without having to mess with bootloaders or anything else. I can just go in, select the option, and it'll boot either elementary or Kali OS, whichever one I decide I want to use on that day. Right. Now, so spec for spec, if we're looking at what it is right on the top there, you're looking at you know, very comparable machines, very, very, very comparable machines. Now, if you're a Mac person, you know that Mac's bread and butter is in the graphics card. So this mm-hmm. one's got a, got an AMD Radeon R9 M30, whatever, with two gigs of, of, of just video memory or just, just graphics card memory for it. And I don't really care about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. When, when you're hacking, uh, graphics isn't, necessarily the top priority right right unless it's some sort of movie where i have to be all graphical ah yes okay (laughs) but the other aspect of it is is on the t420 uh it's all intel the graphics card really doesn't matter to me there 
either. And I'm not really sure what it is right at this point. I think it's in a spec sheet somewhere. <laughs> yeah, let me see if it's on the uh, PC World review. No, they don't really they don't really specify what the graphics cards are. I'm looking and I've got the full specs up on, on another place and I'm mm-hmm. I'm on actually on Lenovo's dedicated website and let's see we've got the displays a 14 inch backlit gla- anti glare display graphics card is an Intel HD graphics 3000 or I'm betting that's in mine is the Nvidia NBS 4200M. Right. Um another thing that I love so much about the T420 is this thing is I I'm currently sitting at a battery of 58% and I haven't charged this thing in 3 days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's 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 active use that's me pulling it out of my bag, banging away at it for doing different things. Like I carry my charger around just in case, mm-hmm. you know. And I can't you know, my MacBook Pro gets phenomenal battery life. Phenomenal, yep. phenomenal battery life, right? right? But my T420 beats it hands down. Now it beats it, it beats it for a couple of different reasons. As we all know, Linux and the, the Ubuntu, uh, builds for them off of Debian are all trying to optimize for the best battery performance out of the box. Now, OSX does the same thing. Okay. It does the same thing, right. but it does it for its hardware. My T420, again, I can leave the two of them up running and playing a movie and my T420 will still be at, I mean, it's at 57% now mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here, you know, playing with it, doing nothing on it. And my MacBook Pro is plugged in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, battery life is one of those things that I found on PC hardware, uh, PC other than Mac hardware is pretty lame, uh, quite frankly. And I'm surprised. I, I know that the, ThinkPads in general are much more efficient on battery than some of the other hardware that I've seen and used. And I've used a lot of ThinkPads in a professional uh, capacity. So mm-hmm. I've had a lot of experience with uh, really, really old ThinkPads all the way up to some of the latest ones. Haven't used the, the T420 myself, but I've used a lot of T-Series ThinkPads. And battery life, using them under the... Windows operating system was provided by my employer at the time. Uh, it it was good. It was really good. But I'm not sure that it got the battery life that you're just talking about. So between uh, between uses, then are you suspending it or are you sh- powering it off or what are you what are you doing? I'm closing the lid and walking away. Close okay. the lid, stick it in my bag, and walk away. And it's it's. I mean, I've got I've got full disk encryption on it. I've got you know different things that I use that I do on it. And you know, quite often I'll just close it and stick it in my bag, and I'm done. You know, and it's it's. It, I, I'm still amazed at the level of battery that this thing gets. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. I know on my System seventy six laptop, I have to have the brightness turned down in order to preserve the battery life when I'm running it on battery. And in order to preserve the battery between uses, I actually power it down, which with an SSD drive in it is no big deal because it, to, to power it up from off takes about as long as it does to come out of hibernation. Yeah. So so it doesn't really matter. Um, But the battery of course uh, lasts a lot longer when the machine is turned off. But it sounds to me like your T420 is really, really uh, a powerhouse when it comes to preserving power and using power and, and using it sparingly. So that's that's amazing. That's great. I've I've always liked the ThinkPad for running Linux because it's out of the box compatible. And when mm-hmm. IBM 
was producing the ThinkPads, they consciously made it compatible with Linux. And I think since Lenovo has taken it over, they've continued with that, at least in the professional series, the T-series and the X-series uh, ThinkPads, as opposed to some of the other Lenovos you can buy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's a testament to uh, a good company that's continued compatibility with Linux, that's for sure. And I mean, it's what, what I'm what I'm noticing more and more about this. And again, like I said, I was very skeptical when 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 my analyst brought it to me and said, we can do all of this with this. I said, you know, that that's I've played that Linux game before. I used to mm-hmm. be hardcore like I was not like I like I couldn't I can't remember the last time I purchased a license for Windows. Right. You know, it was it was I, I and, you know, I switched directly from using Linux and, and Ubuntu derivatives directly to going back to my Macs. And, you know, when he said this. I was like, I was very skeptical. I was like, you know, we're not going to get the performance I'm used to. We're not going to get the compatibility that I'm used to. I'm really too old to be tinkering with stuff now. I just want it to work, man. I really do. You know, I mean, you're young, you're like 19 and you can spend 48 hours just, you know, compiling kernels and, and playing with things like Gen 2. And I just don't have the bandwidth to do that anymore. So we, so after playing with it and and going through everything and I, I'm sold I'm like man this is this is pretty legit this is this is amazing and uh, quite honestly I'm like and and one of the other cool things about about the OS that we picked or that he picked um, is it's modeled around OS X like I've had people confuse like and I mean it also helps that I've got I've got a, an Apple sticker on the back of it right <laughs> now. <laughs> people see it and they're like oh dude nice nice MacBook. I'm like, yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, elementary does have that that look uh, on the user interface mm. of uh, Mac OS X. That's for sure. It's very minimal and it's very Mac esque. And yes. it, it works. I mean, the version previous to this one, they had the, uh, it was still Freya, but I think it was 0.31, okay. had issues with with encryption and had issues with with resume and all those other wonderful things uh but 3.2 they fixed all of those problems and i have haven't had a malfunction on it since um and like it's i mean i'm I'm used to the old days where you know getting linux onto your machine um to get it to run perfectly and flawlessly with optimum battery and all of the codecs and flash and everything else all of that stuff took time to do. And then Ubuntu right. came and kind of revolutionized that. But then Ubuntu spiraled off into this, into the world of Unity and just became very heavy. And I had Ubuntu on this machine for a while. And I was like, this is really cool. It works out of the box. But the speed for the specs on this machine are truly lacking. And I decided, you know, it's time to to step up this game just a little bit and fix that. Yeah. Springboarding from that, then um, you invoked the G word Gentoo, ah. and you you talked about compiling kernels, and you've also mentioned that with elementary, you you've dispelled that myth that you you need to be, you know, geeky, and uh, of course you are a geeky person, but um, you don't need to be one in order to use Linux today, and Correct. especially if you're using something like. Uh, elementary OS that is just beautiful out of the box and just works because it's based on uh, Ubuntu without using the complications of Unity. So 
with that in mind, then, um, why why did you and your analysts choose elementary? And you also mentioned Cali. I'm assuming that you're using Cali for the penetration testing and so on that you do as an ethical hacker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Well, we started. We we went with elementary because we needed not only just a pen testing OS, but they were using it and they did use it on their work rigs that we. We've got other work rigs that they use. These are just these turned into the mobile pen test rigs mm-hmm. uh, that are of similar specs. And the ones that and the the work rigs um, needed to be able to do office type stuff. It mm-hmm. needed to be able to still process Word documents and create PDFs and 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 do PowerPoints and presentations and things of that nature. So he had already we had already begun testing this process with elementary on the work rigs. Now when they showed up, um, the work rigs were running Ubuntu for that exact reason, so that we would have a Linux-based system that would actually still be able to to play nicely with the business environment that we were going to be working in. It worked well for a time, and then he came to me and said, can we do a tech refresh and put elementary on them? And I said, you know what? You can do what you want. It's, you know, this is a hacking company. It's all about exploration and making it how it fits for you. If you want to run elementary on your work rig and you can still handle all the stuff that I ask you to handle, then go for it. However, the first time you tell me that it's not compatible or you spend an hour trying to get it compatible, I'm going to revert you back to Ubuntu. (laughs) Has that (laughs) happened? It hasn't. <laughs> okay. And how long have you been using them? Uh, it's going on about a year now. <laughs> wow. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And it's and, and so when the when the T when the T four twenties came in for the for the pen test remote and for the mobile rigs and he said elementary, I was skeptical because we were going to be going into these these are meant to be deployment machines. So I was like, why don't we just go Cali and just leave it at that and add the little bits and pieces that we need to get Cali um up to par and it was well it's better to just either dual boot or just run this and add the tools that we use regularly to the cali instance uh, and to the to the the elementary os instance and i said okay fine and then after playing with it for a long time after actually being involved in it it has become my distro of choice because it's so minimal it's so fast it is so like you get all of the compatibility you run to with none of the fluff i mean it's almost like it's almost like I took you took uh, Debian, all the best parts of Debian out of the box and then added all the best parts of Ubuntu out of the box and took away all the other fluff and added OSX graphics mm-hmm. to it. And mm-hmm. that's what elementary became. Wow. Wow. So in your day-to-day use of elementary, I, I realize you're dual booting between the two. What sort of applications do you use? I'm assuming you use LibreOffice and that sort of thing for regular office documents and things. But but what does an ethical hacker choose to install on their operating system day to day that's not their pen testing OS? Well, um, obviously, you add the the appropriate uh, uh, web browsers. You know, you got Chrome, you got Firefox. Um, you add the the normal FTP clients like FileZilla. Um, mm-hmm. I add because we are we. I add a BitTorrent client like trans, so Transmission. Um, obviously, yes, I do add LibreOffice uh, on there to do my Office things. Uh, various different plugins for Firefox and things of that nature, and then we add like the Tor browser, sure. uh, the things that I'll add. And then for me. Uh, I add VLC and the appropriate codecs and Java and so on to be able to get it to to play nicely with all the other websites. Um, and that's that's pretty much it for me. 
Um, we do, I do install, you know, some of those tools that, that you wouldn't find anywhere that you, you know, like, like their pen testing or their, their, right. their search tools like Multigo and, 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 you know, uh, I also put a virtual box on it so that I can, instead of dual booting into my Kali instance, I can just fire up a VM really quick if I need to do something fast and, and mm-hmm. back it out without that being dedicated to it. Um, and that's, I think that's it for me. Uh, I know my guys do a little bit more. They put a little bit more on their machines in terms of, uh, like the tweak tool to change some of the UI things. Uh, but for me, I like simple, I like fast and I like done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think most of our, uh, listening audience would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the other the other half of them, the other less than half of them, are probably those who don't mind tinkering around and maybe even compiling their kernel. But that's exactly. the nice thing about Linux you can you can use it regardless. Exactly. And so let's get into the the Kali side of things. Then I haven't used Kali. I think I may have booted a machine with Kali in a virtual machine once just to see what it was like. So what does it come with, and what do you need to add to do the ethical hacking that you do? And maybe that includes some of the things that you install on on elementary, but give us an idea of how you would use it in uh, a pen testing environment from from a software application perspective. Well, for us, what we do is with with Kali, a lot of our normal tools are there. A lot of our our, our OWASP zap tools, you know, uh, a lot of our our web uh, penetration testing tools are already there, like Burp Suite and OWASP zap and things like that. And um, they just come with Kali, then. Yeah, they're just there. Yeah. And we like yeah. Them. So for us, we we install things like uh, Sublime Text for mm-hmm. for you know for code editing, and it's just an overall really well rounded uh, text editor. Um, uh, for, for coding and for various different things. We add, uh, for us, we add a very, a couple of different scripts, some proprietary in-house scripts, some not so much. Um, yeah. we, we, we go and we, for the, for the Kali Linux box, there's really not a whole lot you need to add to it because it's not your daily driver. Now, if you're going to put, turn it into your daily driver, it already has a lot of the same functionality because it is built on Debian. So you can get all of the Ubuntu packages and you can get all the packages that are specifically designed for, for Debian, you know, base. So it works and it's all, it's all still there. But for us, it's usually just our basic scripts. Uh, we do add, uh, um, you know, different web browsers to it. We do add, um, I think the Tor browser comes installed on it by default. I'm not really sure. I, I think it does. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've always just installed it and gone to the website and got it. Um, so that's a thing, but I think, I think out of the box, Kali is pretty self-sufficient. I mean, you, there's for different pen testers have different things that they want to install. Like, uh, some of us install, uh, uh, what we call pwn star, uh, for mm-hmm. doing wireless networking. Me personally, I prefer, um, using, uh, um, a, a, a Wi-Fi pineapple instead of installing Pwnstar on the machine because it's just it's just easier to do and it's 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 again turn it on set it up fast simple done <laughs> um, yeah so you know and that's it I mean in both environments you're going to want to install uh, your different compilers like GCC and and and, and any of the Python scriptings that you're going to be doing can come on there uh, but most of the time out of the box in Kali for what we use it for it's pretty much done. That's great. Now, so you've given us 
two examples of how somebody might use a computer, one for personal use, sort of, and one for uh, penetration testing and security use and ethical hacking. And it sounds like the T420 uh, stands up to both demands quite well. It does. It does. And actually, uh, if anybody doubts the, the ThinkPad and the T420 itself, there are YouTube videos where guys actually struck these things by lightning with lightning and they still work. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the MacBook Pro has has a nice aluminum case, but I have to say that the, the ThinkPads have a titanium composite that is virtually indestructible. I've yep. seen them crack. I've seen people actually break them, but it takes a lot of force to do that. And you, by the time you've done that, you've done other damage to the machine. Yeah. And so. Yeah, and yourself as well. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I'm I've always been impressed with ThinkPads, and we're, we're this might be a an advertisement for ThinkPads before <laughs> before we're done. But uh, the, the the thing is, they do make good machines, and it sounds like this is uh, an example of how you can use one of those excellent machines and use it with uh, your operating system of choice, Linux, and of course, whether you're using elementary, Kali, Ubuntu Mate, uh, Linux Mint, or anything else, these machines are, are perfect for that. So with that in mind, then, to wrap this up, how would an average computer user use uh, ThinkPad T420? Or is that overkill for the average computer user? What do you think? It's certainly within most people's budget, I would say. Well, see, that's the thing. Because of its price point, because of the, how much you're going to spend on it, over it's better to have too much than not enough. And yes. that, for that price, for a couple of hundred bucks, you've got a killer machine that as your skill level grows, as your your desire or your need to get harder and heavier into your machine goes, it's going to stay capable of keeping up and i mean it's it's mine is like is what we like to call future resistant <laughs> so mm -hmm. as technologies evolve your laptop doesn't have to be discarded it doesn't have to be thrown away and again because these things are are inner because because in the enterprise world people are like people are like oh well you know that's five years old we're gonna toss it mm -hmm. you know we're just gonna do it so it's not uncommon to find bundles and complete like 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 caches of these things selling for dirt cheap you know yeah. that, like 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 just go to defcon you'll find you'll find baskets of these things ro roaming around there because they're ridiculously cheap and they still have really solid hardware you know and that's that's it so if you buy an older one with this level of spec and you take a little bit of time to add some ram to add the solid state hard drives to it you're going to end up with a machine that that even though it's five years old, it's square, it's maybe slightly heavier or, you know, it, it looks older and, and all that other stuff. One, you don't have to worry about anybody stealing it because it's not a brand new MacBook. Mm -hmm. Two, you're still going to be able to equally compute and compete with a MacBook Pro. Yeah, that's great. So for somebody like me, who's a podcaster, are there some advantages there with the ThinkPad or with this particular ThinkPad for somebody who wants to do audio recording and editing? Well, for you and actually for me, one a couple of my favorite features of the thing are um, it's got it's got physical mute volume buttons like you know nice. every other yeah, thing. but it also has a like a physical push button to mute your microphone. Like I didn't even realize that until the other day when you when you and I first talked, and I was like, why is my mic not working? Why can't you hear me? And I was like, <laughs> oh, the physical mute for the mic mic is on. I didn't know that. 
you know, and you know, one of my other, and so that is a great thing. That is, that is amazing. That is, you know, perfect, um, for, for things like that. Now for podcasting, you want to do, um, editing. So I don't know what software you're using currently on whatever machine you're on right now, but audacity works beautifully on the, that's what I use. Yep. (laughs) So you can cut and chop and still do all those other wonderful things. And there are various different video editing softwares that you can get for it as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, You know, Skype works on it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's all done there. So, so, and Google Hangouts clearly works on it. So everything that you would do on a Mac, you can do on your, your T420 with, with, uh, with, uh, uh, elementary OS and just a couple of new installs. And again, everything on it is free. So you're not paying for every, everything. Right, right. Your, your budgetary outlay is the hardware and then you're yeah. done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whether you're budget-minded or you simply don't have the budget or whether you just want to spend your money carefully, you know, not not wasted on, on other things. This sounds like an excellent option for anybody out there. And take a look uh, around and see if you can find whether it's ThinkPad for T420s or any other T-Series or even the X-Series, which tend to be a little lighter weight, more on the Ultrabook er- well, end of things. Yeah. Uh, so if you're looking for something a little lighter weight, that might be an option for you. And that uh, X1 Carbon that you mentioned earlier is one of those options. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this has been great, Charles. Thanks very much. And anything, yeah, anything else you want to tell us about uh, your little project here with the ThinkPads? Well, there are a couple of upgrades that I do recommend highly out of it. Um, Amazon, there's a guy that sells for I think it's, it's six to fourteen bucks, depending on which one you buy. There is the the removable media bay, like it replaces your CD-ROM drive and turns right. it into an extra hard drive bay. Um, buy that and a, a solid state drive that together, they'll run you right around a hundred bucks as an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can get your 16 gigs of Ram kit, you know, uh, just about anywhere. And if you are buying a Lenovo or a ThinkPad T420 to put Linux on, you probably got Ram laying around. So, um, that's it. I mean, that's the, really the only extra upgrade that I think you should go with. And I think you'll have a pretty solid machine. Great. Great. Thanks again. So if people want to find you, let me give you a chance to plug yourself here. Uh, Azorian, that's your ethical hacking company? Correct. Azorian Cybersecurity. Uh, You can go to Azorian, A-Z-O-R-I-A-N dot I-O, um, and you can see what we're all about there. Um, If you want to find me, I am on Twitter, at Charles Tendell, um, or you can probably find me around the internet in different places, popping up on podcasts. So just kind of follow me on Twitter or, or see if you can find me on LinkedIn, and I'm always there. Yeah, and you also uh, appear on local television here and there as well, I understand. Yeah, local and national television. Uh, I've been on Fox News, CNN. I was recently front page of the New York Times. Um, Nice. So uh, um, um, I try to keep those quiet, but, you know, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just outed you, at least to the podcast audience here. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's cool. And, of course, you're you're uh, talking about cybersecurity and other issues uh, when you appear on those shows. And uh, uh-huh. we appreciate it. And I think maybe we'll uh, get you on a future episode to talk about some of those issues that, that may have uh, <laughs> have been a little topical. <laughs> Thanks very much, Charles, and uh, keep in touch. This is great. Definitely. 
Our next episode will be a listener feedback episode. Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening. Theme music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.